This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to The Gold Derby Show on The Gold Derby Podcast Network. Welcome back to Gold Derby. I'm Christopher Rosen. I'm joined by Joyce Angus. We have so much to do, but most important, you went to Pandora. And I survived. You're back. I, I'm back and I'm dry. It was pouring rain yesterday in New York all day. Yes. Um, for the Avatar screening, obviously. Just uh, yeah, very so wet all around. Yeah. It was all wet yesterday. Fitting. Because I didn't get to go to see Avatar uh, last night. It was, we're recording this on Wednesday. It was a Tuesday night. The whole world seemingly got to see Avatar uh, mm-hmm. in our, our immediate world, I guess. Not the whole world because it's coming out. Uh, they they had a global premiere. It's already been seen in Australia. They're in London. Yeah. So they're making so, uh, a, their way around. But, I didn't get, but you didn't you didn't come after your your wife's book event. I didn't. I didn't come. Books. Well, no, because I had to go. My wife's a, my wife, Case Wickman, wrote a book. Bring it on all about the making of bring it on there was a great event in new york last night we got to watch bring it on which is great it was not like yeah, avatar I told you, you should have come to hand out copies after. i know i should have so i didn't get to see it i'm seeing it monday but you i want to know what did you think joyce tell me everything about pandora without telling me everything about avatar i guess or i don't know who cares so i guess i should preface by saying i don't remember a single thing about the first movie great <laughs> so the first once. movie i was gonna rewatch it it's on disney plus right now they re-released it and now it's back on disney plus so you can watch it to prepare for Avatar. Um, I clearly did not. I'm I'm just I'm not I'm completely agnostic about Avatar. Like I don't hate it. I don't love it. It's just a movie that I watched a long time ago. I didn't even watch it in theaters. The wow. original one. I watched it like after the Oscars, uh, twelve wow. years ago. So sometime I watched it at home in 2010, like after the Oscars. That's amazing. And totally fine um and so i i did not uh, rewatch it in preparation for did you this. read the wikipedia page i i did and then i read the wikipedia page for this one just to familiarize myself with the new characters because okay. you know there's a family now right um and sigourney weaver's playing a teenager who and she was actually really good at it <laughs> oh good um but this movie avatar the way uh, the way of water should be called avatar the way of whales because this movie is just about whales <laughs> let me tell you wow this movie is actually the whale like <laughs> so many giant cgi whales they even subtitle the whales so i heard the whales talk that was what they, one of my they friends talk said. they communicate if you love free willy you will love this movie because it's the story uh it's a love story between a boy and a whale wow really who plays the whale joyce I mean, I don't know. <laughs> it's not like a character. It's not like an actor. Not motion capture. They're they're, they're giant. I mean, these these uh, whales are huge. I mean, they do like the the whale speak, you know, 
Um, so I don't I don't know who voiced like kind of the thing? whale, especially like the main. There's an outcast whale, so that's like the main whale. Okay. So that's the whale that bonds with um, one of uh, Zoe Saldana's and Sam Worthington's sons. Okay. Uh, and yeah, it, but there are other whales too. There, uh, Kate Winslet's character has a BFF whale. Hmm. so many whales and, and the last hour is just it's th- that's the best part of the movie because it's just like action-packed um like just thrills and it, it almost turns into titanic it does turn into titanic really but it's just like this huge ass battle sequence and the whales are part of it <laughs> awesome yeah i heard my, my friend who saw it uh a bunch of friends saw it one of them was saying the first hour he found very rough it and is the second is. hour he was into and then the third hour is just unhinged action like perfect camera yeah he just goes like balls to the wall the first hour is very slow um and i think it was it's like doing a lot of like setup like recap type of stuff but once um they uh meet the sea people which is like kate winslet's people um that's when it all picks up so that's like the second act Okay. Because like like the they also have to train them like how to breathe underwater. Sure. And everything. So, yeah. So but so it sounds like visuals. it sounds like cool. Uh, you mm-hmm. saw it in three D, so I'll be looking forward and to seeing. I saw it in three D, and I do not like three D. I don't. I I like no. my movies in two D. Yeah. Three D and IMAX gives me a headache. And the other problem was I wore my mask mm-hmm. last night too. So then my glasses kept fogging up, and I kept having to fix them. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a big 3D guy, Joyce. Yeah, but never, it, I mean, it, it, it did look great. Um, mm-hmm. So I I have it, uh, I, I moved it in in a couple of places. So let's hear yeah, what, you, what you do. Now, I, I've had it in in picture and director. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I have it in picture and director. I put James in director. Yeah. Picture, I'm still like uneasy. I mean, un, not about Avatar, but like overall, because now I have three sequels in right. picture. And I'm just like, I is that actually going to happen? But I feel like just like the 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 tech strength is going to carry it. I don't think it's like a top five contender this time. But like truly, the the craftsmanship and and the visuals are stunning. Like it'll easily win visual effects. Right. What about um, like cinematography? I have it in cinematography. So I dumped my fave Emancipation, which I also watched yesterday. Yes. Yeah. Um, sorry to Emancipation. I replaced it with Avatar. I can see it winning there. I can actually see it winning the same categories it won last time. Okay. Um, so last time it it won um, cinematography, um, a production design. So I have it in production design as well and visual effects. Right. And and then I could see. Um, so like last time it, it split the below the line stuff with the Hurt Locker. So I could see like this time Top Gun Maverick, like still winning sound and editing. Right. You know? So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah I put it in. I have Cameron into, we'll, we're not going to do our Oscars. We're going to do Golden Globes picks today, Joyce, but we, we're not going to we do are, Um, yeah. So I put, I put James Cameron in, um, and I, I drop, uh, Park Chan-wook. I still, I still kept Sarah Polly. I'm very unsure about her. I dropped I Sarah Polly. In there. <laughs> I did drop Sarah Polly this week for SS Rajamuli, uh, for because for of RR. his New York win. <laughs> not just because of New York, but I actually think 
I've been wanting to put him in because it's just such a big spectacle. And I do think like if there is an international slot this year, he would get it actually. And I think this is like a big spectacle year for filmmakers. And you could have him and Cameron and Spielberg and the Daniels. And then like Todd Field, I feel like would get in or maybe Chazelle. I mean, like, I just feel like Sarah Polly, unfortunately, would get squeezed out in the in the spectacle race from that branch. But I guess we'll see. I think I mean, I think there's room for like auteurs in there, but I don't know if she would be like the number one uh, pick for that. Like I, that could be like Martin McDonough or like just Todd Field, you know? Right. So. So Avatar. Yeah. yeah so Avatar. So um, I think I'll do well below the line. I put it in editing too, even though it was very long. <laughs> so I was going to ask you about editing. Yeah. Okay. In for editing. But, How like, about the score? action scenes are so well edited and they're just like, uh, like the entire time I was watching it, I was, uh, thinking about Black Panther Wakanda forever and it's like it's very I mean it's not just similar I mean we've joked about you know like underwater blue people and everything but like Black Panther I also found like the first act to be kind of you know tedious in the setup and obviously they're setting up like other MCU stuff as well before the actual plot gets going and that's very similar in Avatar too um and but like and you know MCU always one one of their Achilles heels is the third act battle, not just in Black Panther but just in general most of their films yeah. like not oh, yeah. the best no um and you know we know their their drama with like visual effects and everything too and Avatar's battle sequence is just it's so much better in like <laughs> every department. I that mean, last I, hour like truly <laughs> when people are like the cliche like hack don't bet against james don't bet against james cameron right how many uh, many tweets that i have to read about mm-hmm. that yesterday a lot yeah. a lot but i think when people are saying that that is what you're not betting against is that he understands visual he knows how to deliver an yeah. action an action choreography in a way that you know where you are and his ability to place the camera it sounds like rudimentary right but it's like obviously in a lot of these marvel movies it's not like to knock on Black Panther even. Like, I feel like it's like- No, that's the just board. like the most recent one. But like, you could pick like almost any Marvel movie. And I love, I, I love Marvel yeah, movies. Same. Yeah, same. I mean, I love, I really do. And I mean, like, this is another thing that I think the reason Top Gun stood out this year to me was that the choreography and like the plotting of the action is so well mm-hmm. set up that you totally understand by the end of the movie where everybody is and what their goals are. And that's like, again, rudimentary thing that is not necessarily valued at this point in action movie making. And so, of course, James Cameron does value that because he's more of an older school filmmaker. So I'm not surprised. Yeah, and there's a lot of, um, I wouldn't call them Easter eggs, but there's a lot of vibes to his previous films, like Terminator and like Abyss and like Aliens. I I also was reading and I haven't seen it. So I'm, I'm just going on the tweets, Joyce. But I would say a lot of people were saying that it's almost like, not unfableman's like and then it's a commentary on his own life because it's about a big family and he's obviously like got a big family yeah. as well uh, and fa- like, family is a huge theme family is fortress choice i believe is that is the tagline right yeah um just just uh yeah you, you might cry i don't know maybe i don't really I mean, cried you, you a, cry lot. a lot of things i did I, not cry <laughs> i gotta say i was talking last night when at the at the bring it on book event choice and i was like I haven't really cried at a lot of movies this year. Even like, like, so I was like, oh, did you cry during Fablemans? I was like, not once. And it didn't even no, dawn on me No, you laughed during Fablemans. Yeah, Fablemans like really funny. funny. It's a great comedy. And I was just like, where are the cry movies this year? They're not um, a lot. Of- I think people, um, I, I mean, like a lot of people have uh, cried at the whale. You didn't cry. 
I did not cry at the well, no. No. What else have people cried at? Let me like I guess like Till would be one. But you didn't cry at Till. And one only one I actually cried at and was uh, definitely uh, was living uh, with Bill Nye. Definitely. Oh yeah, like the last like like twenty minutes or so was kind of I didn't cry, but yeah, I cried. That was really the one this year that I was like crying. Did you cry at everything everywhere? Not because no. No, I was going to make a crash, make a mean joke, but no, I did not cry. No. <laughs> um, Banshees is not really a crying movie. No. Elvis, Elvis no. is not. I mean, Elvis has sad scenes. Like the last scene, uh, Austin's last scene is sad. You know what? I teared up a little bit, didn't cry, but I had a little tear in my eye. Top Gun Maverick. Which, which time when you saw it? The third time when I watched it at home, there's a part where like, He's just at the end, at the very end, Miles Tyre is like, it's what my dad would have done. That was, that's really sweet. When it, he's wow, like, it oh. took the third time for you to cry. It did. But the movie's amazing. It's still a bad um, Yeah, Tar is not a crying movie. No, no. Tar is so, so funny. <laughs> so Avatar, maybe I'll cry at. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, there's a lot of emotional bees. I mean, the, the screenplay is still like the weakest part. Sure. I don't have it getting into screenplay. And you don't think any of the actors will get in, right? There's nothing. Uh, unfortunately, no. The acting is, uh, you know, totally decent. Um, the the kids, nice additions. Uh, Kate Winslet, great. Uh, love her. She she has a, a, a scene with a whale. She talks to a whale. Awesome. Amazing stuff. Can't underwater. The, so like the underwater stuff, is great because it like you know remember that quote from james cameron when he was asked it was the new york times right when they uh it was kyle buchanan who asked like so why why do you why do you want to do shoot everything underwater and have all your actors learn how to do free diving and you know hold their breath underwater and he's like because it looks fucking real and it does like you <laughs> like I mean, compared to a lot of other movies we've definitely seen underwater. a lot of water movies yeah, where yeah it's not you could tell yeah um Joyce, one question I had, not to spoil it, but I get the sense from the trailer, and this is why I was like a little uh, bearish on its like cinematography or production design categories. But I was like, it does look like almost like, and is it is it there are is there any human beings in it, or is it like there all... are humans? Okay, there are human characters who are who play humans. Okay, like yeah, that's what I wanted to know because I was like, the trailer is definitely making it out like it's like all did like. It's live action, like the Lion King uh, remake was live action, but apparently, obviously, that's no. Not there, because the, the the RDA is still around. Giovanni Ribisi, mm, um, my favorite offer actor. Yeah, your yeah your favorite offer actor. Um, <laughs> and there, yeah, there's 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 a human character, um, who was part of the action too, and then like you know the bad guys are like Stephen Lang and everything. Like, right, he's back. Like, I guess. Yeah, he's back, and like they're—I mean, I—I I, like they're—they're they're more they—they they commandeer a ship, um, uh, operated by humans. Wow! So, All right, so there are people in it. That's great. There are people in it. Can't yes. wait. Uh, yeah, so I'm excited to see it on Monday, and I guess the world will see it next week, right? It comes out the 16th, I believe. So, yes. So we'll get to see how much money it makes and what kind of noise it makes. It seems like, like we've seen a lot my impression is a lot of these movies that are coming later here in the calendar are going to end up a little behind the eight ball and perhaps get lost in the shuffle. That's part of the reason why I've become a little soft on women talking because it's not coming out until the 23rd, even though it's green to festivals and stuff. It's just, just like a little bit behind, but I'm like, well, Avatar that's, is that's so big and noisy. Behind for the general public, I guess, but like they've gotten screeners out. Sure. Before, and it's been at festivals. So right. 
like voting bodies have access to it right like they sent the the screener to the sag nomcom like weeks ago so right yeah so, avatar can't wait avatar the way of whales go see it the, the way of whale a choice golden globes so the good segue here maybe i don't actually maybe not based on my picks but uh uh, well, no, a good segue because uh, a, a Globe voter tweeted last night, uh, this person is based in Melbourne, uh-huh. and he tweeted that uh, he has not seen or he has not been given access to Avatar, which is not that surprising, I guess, because, you know, it's like such a high profile movie. Sure. Um, but also the first one won the Globe last time. Um, and he has also not seen I Want to Dance with Somebody. Yeah. Interesting. Well, I'll yeah. tell you what, I don't have I'm on a dance with somebody pretty represented here with my clothes fix. <laughs> and I don't really have Avatar incredibly represented either. But I guess um I don't either. So so we'll do our Golden Globes pick choice. The Golden Globes, they're back. And they're, they're back nominating... on TV. They they were around this past sure. Week. But now they're like back where people could talk about them, I guess, or yeah. more talk about and them. On, and on a Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. Uh it, the show the nominations are announced Monday, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. In film and television. So we're going to do film first. And then because you can't fit it all into one episode, Joyce, we're going to do a special uh, shorter episode, hopefully, about TV picks. If, if we did both sets here, this would be as long as Avatar. So, Which I'm not interested in doing. Okay. Who wants uh, to listen to us for three hours and 12 minutes? Nobody. Maybe my friend, Chris, or like my parents. I don't even think they would listen to it, honestly. Um, so yeah, so we'll start at film drama, Joyce. Uh my predictions here. I went through them this morning, so they're freshly updated. Same. We I have, have the Fablemans. I have Fable. Elvis, Top Gun Maverick, Tar, and The Woman King. Wow. <laughs> um, I have Fablemans, Tar, Elvis, Top Gun Maverick, and Woman Talking. Ah. So I went with The Woman King. Uh, it just seemed more Globesy to me. But I don't know what the Globes are like anymore. Well, they remember they added... Or they invited a bunch of um, not new members, but people who will have voting privileges. Correct. Uh, unclear how many of these people accepted. You can assume they all accepted. So who knows how that will change the complexion of the nominations? Because I think right now, like you might predict based on previous Globe trends. Sure. But it might be different now. So right. So know. we have the same. Or maybe four they'll have then, no impact at all. So. Right. So we have the same four, and then a switch on five. And I had women talking as like my six, basically. So I'm not that far off there. Um, yeah, and I have Fableman's winning. I, until Fableman's loses one of these, I'm just like it's going to win the televised events. Um. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. So. I don't know if they would actually, I, I don't think about winners that much at the nomination phase, sure. like until nominations come out, but I don't really, I don't know if I see like Elvis winning this, like Bo Rap did. No, no. Uh, For, for best film drama actress choice, I have Kate Blanchett, Danielle Deadweiler, Michelle Williams, Viola Davis, and Olivia Coleman. Same. Pretty hard to go against this five based on like the category splits and stuff. Naomi Aki would be certainly a contender here. Uh, but since they haven't seen that movie yet, feels like not the not the greatest sign since the denominations turned out on Monday. So 
and and today wednesday is their voting deadline oh. um, some people in the in the group hasn't haven't seen it yet uh not the greatest sign um no although she is def- she she would definitely in a i don't know not normal year but a normally i guess um if it were seen in a timely fashion she definitely fits the profile of a yes a, a, especially a past globe nominee yes uh and then Jennifer Causeway would be in here and Anna DeArmas. I, I could see an Anna DeArmas nomination, honestly, based on this group and just like their tastes, perhaps. But I just think this is a pretty solid five. Yeah, I don't know what else against. they would do. Like, I guess, I mean, they, they could just go really left field and like do like, I don't know what else is there. I don't know. I mean, like I mean, Taylor Ross would be cool, but I don't really... I don't imagine they sat through the movie. I mean, I don't know. Um, so there we go. And then Kate, again, steamrolling <laughs> until she's not. For actor Joyce, for film drama actor, I have Austin Butler, Brendan Fraser, Bill Nye, Gabriel LaBelle, and Emancipation star Will Smith. I have those four, except I have Tom Cruise instead of Will Smith. So I booted Tom because... I think that they could go for Will. I don't know. I mean, like, I know the, the the reason people would boot Tom, perhaps, is because Tom Cruise very publicly said, renounced his Golden Globes and gave them back. I mean, this category can have two nominees with people who have a tumultuous history. Yes. With obviously, the Brendan Fraser as well. Um, I don't think they'll hold that against Tom Cruise. If anything, no, I, think I don't makes, think they care at all. And, and I also think it makes it more likely that he would get nominated because they want to be like, please like us, right? Like that kind of thing. Well, also, like he, I don't think like these new voting members would care either. No. You know, like they're not actual HFPA members. So I don't know. Like, I also, I'm like, I, I didn't put him, I didn't take him out because of that either. I, I, I also think it behooves them to go back, like it's like an olive branch, right? Not that he's not deserving of a nomination if he gets one, but it also, they wouldn't discount him because he turned down the globe, he gave back the globes um, because I think it's like a, hey, we're a new group now, you know, and bygones be bygones or whatever. And we're going to be like, you know, better and you don't have to worry about it. But I still have Will Smith in there because I just feel like, as crazy as it is, I think he's going to get a nomination somewhere this winter in some of one of these shows. I don't think it's going to be the Oscars, but I could easily see it being the Golden Globes. I really could. I just think that it's too, it's just too hard to imagine otherwise. <laughs> the world we live, the simulation you, feels right for it. Have you watched it yet? I haven't. No. Okay. Joyce, um, you watched it this week. I watched it yesterday. So I had, a, I had quite a two for yesterday wow. with Emancipation and Avatar. <laughs> yeah um he's 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 uh, like perfectly serviceable in the role like it's very it's a very physical role as you know everyone knows um but i like i i do think like in a normal year he would be like an easy filler nominee right which Um, is what we had said before even watching it that if this was a normal year where he had not slapped chris rock uh in the face at the oscars and then gotten banned from the academy for 10 years to attending events he probably would have just gotten an easy check off nomination yeah but i'm also just like wondering like are i i don't i don't see like the film overall i don't know if like 
they're like champing at the bit to like check it out thank you for using that properly and (laughs) champing appreciate it yes so so many malaprops oh it's such a pet peeve of mine it's so easy to remember it's champing not chomping um so yeah i i don't know if they'll touch him and it's like you know they already like awarded him last year anyway like he's not gonna win even if he got in so he won't win and obviously like tom cruise is an easy one here to put in so we have the other four we have locked in you have gabriel labelle as well i wouldn't call him a lock i just put him in <laughs> it feels I, like i have like there's like nothing else there's nothing else but i do feel like again another guy who i think will end up with some kind of nomination this year yeah and they're they're kinder to younger men yes. um than the oscars like you know they did lucas hedges for right. boy erased right remember so uh moving on joyce film comedy musical the nominees I have are Everything Everywhere All at Once, Glass Onion, Banshees of Inisherin, Babylon, and The Menu. Um, I have those four, and then I have Triangle of Sadness instead of The Menu. Okay. Which is like, they're like two sides of the same coin, <laughs> those movies. <laughs> I thought of putting Nope in here as well. Um, I have Nope in somewhere else me too but i also thought of putting it in here just because i was like it is a movie i think that could have a thing but i was just like i'm not sure it seems a little too cool for um the hollywood foreign press but i guess we'll see we have everything Uh, else you have the same though the other four yeah i think this is like i think mine is like the uh, the top five it is i I mean i don't know i i I feel like most people have not updated this in a while because highly doubtful but i do think that is the top five um I, I am not on Triangle of Sadness, but I and I do think that the menu and Triangle of Sadness are like a good twosome. They're like literally the same movie. Um very similar. Like doing doing similar things, similar themes of just uh eating the rich, the privilege. Yes. Um so, so. I could definitely see that uh paying off here, but I don't have it. Yet. I have it in mostly because it, it has more international appeal, I guess. <laughs> certainly, certainly. I I get it, but Uh, For comedy musical actress choice, this one is uh, a lot of fun. Not as fun as comedy musical actor, but up there. I have Michelle Yeoh for Everything Everywhere, Marco Robbie for Babylon. Then I have Emma Thompson for Good Luck to You, Leo Grand, Kiki Palmer for Nope, and Anya Taylor-Joy for The Menu. Um, I have everyone except Anya. Um, And I have Julia Roberts for Ticket to Paradise. So I booted Julia. R.I.P. to her. Uh, I went with the menu for Best Picture, a comedy musical, and then I was like, I'm going to put Anya in, too, because I just feel like, again, it feels like a globey performance. No, that totally fair, her. and she she's great in a movie. Um, so I heard a conversation last night um, before Avatar started among people around me. Love someone, these. Yeah, love, love these loud combos in yes. front of me. Um, someone was like, of Anya... Like she's she's great in the menu. She's so amazing. And then their friend or whoever was like, she's not as good as Jessica Chastain. I, I don't know right why right. that comp, but sure. Awesome, love it so much. Uh, sorry, Anya. Sorry to that lady. Yeah. Um, Kiki Palmer, Joy. So we both have her in here. She was just a winner uh, for Best Supporting Actress at the New York Film Critics, which we'll talk she's, about she's later. She's having a great week. Okay, she's pregnant. Yep. Uh, Could have a great week. Kiki, here. She delivered a, a Keenan and Kel sketch on SNL for us finally. So. My question is, 
in a category that is completely uh just wild wild west supporting actress at the oscars she gets in here she gets in at the globe she obviously won your film critic circle at what point are we going to take her seriously as a you know a likely potential nominee in at the oscars for this um well i i i will just remind everyone that she's already a sag nominee um because she was nominated when she was 11 mm-hmm. for the tnt film the wool cap right so they're already familiar with her and so they, she could get in at sag too she can, she can definitely get in a tag. Um, and yeah, that the the supporting category, this is this is lead comedy that we're talking about at the Globes. Right, right. But yeah, the supporting category, uh, just mass chaos. I I can I think I said this before, but like I can see just like maybe like one or two people hitting everything and then like everything else being a complete mess. And you know, like the, the globes sometimes do like different categorizations. Yeah. for things like i can also see them putting janelle monet in lead here for glass onion right i have um, her, well i'll have her later choice but... so i don't know like how that will like if if kiki gets in here at the globes it's lead so i don't she, and she's not really like a front runner or anything like no one is like heavily predicting her for the oscars so i don't know how that would the the quote-unquote confusion over her placement would affect I don't think like it would. I, I don't. I don't know because I mean, in the movie, she is a co-lead. They're just fraud on her supporting. I don't care, but she's like, a co-lead for sure. I mean, like, yeah, I it'll be like it'll be like you know, uh, Maria uh, Bakalova like going lead right. for Borat at the Globes, which she lost to Rosalind Pike. <laughs> so <laughs> she was supporting elsewhere, but she at this stage she was more um, of a, a a solid player in the top five than Kiki right. is. And Kiki I, could also just end up being one of like New York's just, you know, out there picks like they have every year. Annual annual like actress out there. Certainly like Tiffany Haddish style, right? Or Regina yeah, Tiffany Haddish, uh, Regina Hall, Cindy Flanagan. So but like, Lupita Nyong'o is the only one who actually came closest to the Oscar nomination. So I was thinking of Lupita, you're saying for us, right? Like obviously. Yeah. So I was thinking of her obviously also because it's a Jordan Peele movie and like I was ho hopeful that she would get in for us because it's a great performance and she definitely should have. And I think it's better than the Kiki Palmer performance. But I was like in a in a like a little bit of a wide open category, a very popular movie that did well, that people saw and that has gotten like a rejuvenation here at the end of the year as critics lists are coming out. And like I think A.O. Scott has it like on his top list of movies for the year or I, I was... I think him or Manola did. Let me see. One of them has it at number one. I think it's a yeah. A.O. Scott has it at number one. Yeah. I'm like, that's a high. Pro- it's a high profile movie, right? It's like it. People were like excited about it when it came out, but I think it's now getting a little bit of a a bounce. I could see you're getting. I mean, you know, Universal has a lot of products, right? They have Fablemans, and she said that they've kind of forgotten about. Um, I don't know. I could see her getting like a renewed push and getting. She's always had the push. Like it was. You know, I could like the second they they put her in supporting and like you said i mean she's been around for a long time she's also worked with a lot of people like she's got a very i think a high respectable uh you know reputation in the industry as well so i could see her getting in yeah and really she's could. incredibly likable and funny and she's you know she's having a great moment right now yeah he, and the, he did her angela bassett impression for angela bassett amazing and yeah she's also the movie is again we're talking about like 
I don't know if this matters, but I think it helps stand out at this time when you're looking at like, it's like a different flavor of a movie and performance in a lot of the other movies, right? Like it's a little comedic, but like not overly comedic. It's definitely like an action movie. But well, the other, like the other reason why besides her previous nomination um, that I think she could get into SAG is because the movie was also early and it pays to be early with SAG. Yes. I can see I- this, this year's SAG. I know we're not talking about SAG, but I can see this year's crop being very populous like it was four years ago when, you know, they did like Crazy Rich Asians yes. and Black Panther one and everything. So, And I could see her getting in. I definitely could uh, there as well. Uh, for film comedy musical actor joys. Love this one. Maybe my favorite category we're going to do. Uh, Colin Farrell for for Banshees. Then I have Daniel Craig for Glass Onion, Diego Calva for Babylon, Tom Hanks for A Man Called Otto, and Adam Sandler for Hustle. No notes here. Uh, I have Colin, Daniel, Diego, Ray Fiennes for The Menu, and then George Clooney for Ticket to Paradise. I'm just, I'm going down with the Ticket to Paradise. I mean, that's your jam. We love the movie. Why not? I did. Uh, I I saw a man called Otto. I did think about Tom Hanks for A Man Called Otto, your new favorite movie. I saw it. And uh, I definitely think he's a serious contender for this. And I could also see him making a play, depending on how they're able to get in front of Academy members for an Oscar nomination. It would not shock me. That category at the Oscars is, as we said, you're having a tough time filling it out past three, right? Like um, Bill Nye seemingly like a good fourth. And then I have Tom Cruise or you're going to have Diego Calva or whoever else, uh, you know, in there. Uh, I think he could get in Tom Hanks. He really could. It is a comedic performance that you haven't really seen from Tom Hanks in a while, but it's also got a little bit of drama. He's like a grump, but with like a heart of gold. Uh, The movie was a past success, you know, like as an Oscar nominee uh, when it was a Swedish film. It's a solid, very fine movie to watch. And he's very good in it. It's like, I could see him getting in. It could. We went a lot of years with no Tom Hanks nominations, and then this year he could get two in one year, maybe. But like, will he though? Like, well, it took I might so long. Him. They're just again. <laughs> so I'm predicting him at least for two at the Globes. I'll tell you that right now. But uh, I'm not doing it for the Oscars yet. But it would not surprise me, honestly. It just depends if people see it. The movie's coming out pretty late, but they did. I think they did an Academy screening or some kind of screening this week for it. I feel um, like Sony has uh, done more for that than they have done for. I want to. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. And I think that tells you what they think basically of the chances maybe for awards for these movies, right? That I want to dance with somebody's maybe more of a populist uh, audience movie and Man Called Otto, which is coming out Christmas Day before is a platform release. And then later in January is the more awardsy movie, maybe. Anyway, I got them in. And then I have Sandler in because, you know, what movie rules hustle. And I love Adam Sandler. It's the best one of his best performances by far. Um, did you watch his actors on actors with Brendan? I read about it. I didn't watch it yet. I know that it was him and Airheads co-star Brendan Fraser. They they do a, a lot of Airheads talk in the beginning, and then he grills uh, Brendan first. So then, like, uh, that's the first part. But then the the best part is when they transition into Brendan grilling Sandler, because uh, Variety uh, handed out uh, just basic questions sure for brendan to ask sandler as they do for all yeah. of these you know um for if if these people don't have time to prep and brendan just trolled them and he like pulled them out he's like i'm he's like i know you we're friends like i'm not gonna ask you these i'm just gonna read them and answer them myself and it's a great moment give brendan fraser the oscar for that because <laughs> awesome really. <laughs> and how do you say his name joyce you were saying i'm saying it wrong there. they were yeah there was a 
it like the the teaser in the beginning is is him telling adam like how to pronounce uh his last name because it's fraser and then adam's like I'm, I'm never gonna say that or something fraser not fraser it's not, it's not fraser crane fraser yes okay i've been saying it wrong for 30 40 years joyce so uh i look forward to trying to say it right now uh for film supporting actress which combines uh drama and comedy at the globes everyone together i have jamie lee curtis janelle monet jesse buckley hong chow and claire foy um, I have Jesse, Claire, Carrie Condon, Jamie Lee Curtis, and Jamal Monet. So you have Carrie. I Condon, don't have Hong Chow. And I have Hong Chow. So I think I almost had Carrie in. I wanted to take Claire out because I didn't really want to do two of the women talking actors. I'm just not convinced that they're both going to get in everywhere. But I don't want to take either one out in any place because I feel like you don't know which one to take out. Right. Basically. And so far, at least. Right. I mean, if like one of these actresses gets snubbed at like SAG and BAFTA and all these things, maybe I'll have a better idea. Um, But no, I have them both in. And I kept Hong Chow in because I think The Whale feels like a great Golden Globes movie, Joyce. Um, but so does Banshees. Uh, it does. It does. I I, I was going to put Carrie and I would have taken Claire out. I would have. I think Hong could be pretty stable there. Um. Yeah. So I. I think I have Jesse, Claire, and Carrie in everywhere so far. I think those are like my top three. Even though, I would only be confident in Carrie as a top three just because she has no internal competition. <laughs> I have I have them all three in at the Oscars, but I don't have I don't have Carrie here. I don't know. Uh, the other person I really thought of putting in was Dolly Delay on for the triangle. Um, sure. I mean, it feels like if she's gonna pop up one of these places, it could be the Globes. Yeah, I'm uh, bullish on Janelle Monae just because I think the movie they'll really love, and while. I'm not convinced she's going to get in. I just feel like she will. And it's a great performance and a lot of fun. And like when you're watching the movie, uh, because of the twists and turns it takes, she's a, a great surprise, which I think people will appreciate. Yeah. And it's more, I think like her case is more of a borderline, like lead or not. Whereas I think Kiki is like definitely a lead in no. So yeah. Um, for film supporting actor, Joyce, I have Kihu Kwan for Everything Everywhere, Brendan Gleeson for Banshees, Judd Hirsch for The Fablemans, Mr. Tom Hanks for Elvis, and Brad Pitt for Babylon. I have Kihu Kwan, Brendan Gleeson, Paul Dino, Barry Keoghan, and Brad Pitt. Nice. Uh, no Tom. I thought you were going to go down with Tom here. I have Tom in that tag for Elvis. I have him in SAG in here and I'm going to put him, I think I put him in for the Oscars too. I just think that Elvis is going to go. It's going far and he's going with it. Um, I did think about it. I, I like, I'm not confident in Brad at all, but I needed someone in the fifth slot. And then I, I saw Babylon a second time, Joyce. Did we ever talk about this? Why did you see it a second time? Because I love it. And I love it even more. You did more. not hear what the old man next to me said? No, what did, remember on mind me. We already talked about this. We did. I don't remember though. He hated he said, it. Who would sit through that again? This guy. Old man, Why? email us at slugfest at goldderby.com and tell me 
to F off, but I did see it again and I loved it even more. It absolutely paid off to rewatch it. As, as I said, it's a Chris movie. It is a full Chris movie. I was like, it, it went up in my letterbox when I was like drafting my review. I was like, it probably like a three and a half star out of five. And then I was watching it again. I was like, this is like a four and a half, maybe five out of five. It's so good. And Brad Pitt is amazing in it. He is. I, he's, he's, I mean, uh, Toby Maguire, notwithstanding. Not with, he's who, really, really good. And I just think- like he, did not need to be in the movie, that whole section. You know but, what I was thinking? I was like, none of it needs to be in it, but it's all really good. And that's probably why it's in it. That was, I would imagine. Yeah, like it's kind of, it's- Like if you start pulling stuff out, you can just pull it all there's out. No, there's no reason for that section to be there. It's just like this- <laughs> It, it would make the film tighter, obviously, but not not tighter in in terms of runtime, but just narratively too. Right. Um. And but but yeah, like Brad. If if you don't count Toby, Brad would be my favorite performance. And I just think he could get it, especially here. I'm like, I think he'll get in. I mean, I think they'll want him in because he's like a big star, and it just feels like a place where he would get in. And I I feel like that with Tom Hanks too. Like kind of. I know that Brad has obviously baggage. Uh, with him as well <laughs> but uh no I don't know I think they both could get in um yeah like I also consider Ben Wishaw who I do have in at the Oscars but then I'm like I don't know if it'll just I I didn't want my Globes and Oscar lineup to match basically <laughs> right so I uh best director Joyce this is a you crazy for this one Chris I have Steven Spielberg, Martin McDonough, The Daniels, Todd Field, and Mr. Boz Lerman for Elvis. Um, okay. I have Steven, Martin McDonough, The Daniels, Sarah Polly, uh, and I kept Damien Chazelle. I mean, I, I obviously weigh in on the tank on that and I think he can get in, but I'm just like, of all the movies that ever movied, there's nothing more Globesy than Elvis. And I just think that Baz Luhrmann would get in. Like, I just can't, can't imagine he won't. <laughs> I don't know why. I'm just like, why not? Basically. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, I could see him getting in. Um. He got in for Moulin Rouge. Mm-hmm. I think that year they had six nominees i think it was like a tie that year um i i I do remember that robert altman won for gosford park right um but yeah i i don't know um so last year they also nominated maggie gyllenhaal so i was like and then remember when they did like regina king two years ago with it, it definitely makes Chloe sense Zhao and do. emerald finale so i was like should i do like another female director i mean you could definitely i would say like gina prince by well yeah obviously she'll be next right um and then i was like i don't i wanted to do todd field but then i just like i couldn't find room i guess i would just drop damien for him right i did, did you think about did you think about joseph kaczynski I don't think, I just don't believe, I, I would love it, but I just don't believe people are taking him seriously as like the director here for whatever, like whatever no. reason, because Tom Cruise is the author of the movie and because Tony Scott like directed the original and it's so indebted to the original, like just, and I don't know. I just feel like he's not getting the credit that he, that is commensurate with the achievement, I guess. So I don't have him in. If I was going to put anybody else in, it would be probably Chazelle over Field or 
I honestly think Gina Prince Bythe would here would have a like if I had to pick one of the if it's it's silly to like do this and I'm not trying to be reductive, but if I was gonna pick one of Sarah Polly or Gina Prince Bythewood, I would pick Gina Prince Bythewood instead of Sarah Polly. Um, well, you also have the woman king in picture. Right. That's why. So <laughs> I, I have woman talking in picture. Right. So it makes sense. Um for film screenplay, Joyce. Uh, I have Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Fablemans, Glass Onion, The Banshees of Inisherin, and Women Talking. Um, I have Banshees, Everything Everywhere, Fablemans, Women Talking, and Tar. So No Glass Onion for you? No. Again, feels really globesy to me. Glass Onion? Yes. I mean, listen, I would have it next in line. <laughs> like um... The problem is, like we said earlier, it's tough to say what's Globesy now because they're different. It's like a totally, in theory, a different group, maybe. Well, different. they also only have one screenplay category. Right. It's just it combines adapted right. and um, original. Right. So I, um, I have Banshees winning this. I have everything ever winning this. I think Banshees would make sense, but I just wonder. If we're going to get to a thing where we want the Daniels to win an Oscar and where's the best shot of them winning it, it would be here. And I think it'll, but like, people will start thinking that. Is, is and that like, actually a thing? Because I, I don't feel know. like with that movie, it's like we want the actors to win Oscars. <laughs> I think that's true. I definitely, I do think that, but I just could, I, I was like, if it's going to win something for the film, like, kind of like Coda style, right? Not to compare it to Coda, but obviously like Sean Hader was not a director nominee, wasn't really even a serious contender. I think the Daniels are a legitimate contender, but it would not surprise me if they didn't get nominated at all at the Oscars, right? There is enough, there's a world where they don't, where it just gets picture and screenplay and a bunch of acting nominations. Um, and I can see them like kind of pulling ahead for screenplay at the end, but that's like conversation for months from now. But they're also producers. So right, if it wins film, they'll still be winners. I don't have a winning film, but I guess it could, Joyce. People are very excited about the possibility that it could win. I mean, like, you mean at the Oscars or the Globes? Cause... No, at the Oscars. At the Globes, I think it will win. Yeah, so, like, if we're talking about, like, the Globes here, like, True. they would, if they True. win for a film, like, they'll still be winning. True. I also think they'll just really like it. I don't know. I, so, the, the I, I guess, if you're going to rank everything Irver's chances of winning oscars or just awards in general i would it's key kwan for sure 100 percent sweeping everything yes and then i think it's a toss-up between like picture and the screenplay now, yes it's just hard to tell because i think like now with like critics groups and stuff and like you know the gossams and like it's it's definitely friendlier to those types of folks um i i it's you know jury's still out to see like how it will play the industry at large um so i don't know about like the best picture wins there so we'll see about that but like screenplay definitely for sure like you know often a consolation prize if it's not winning and the, the cooler movie wins. yeah it's that it's the most original um and then i think michelle yo would be after that just because her her category is just so competitive I honestly thought we would see Michelle. I mean, it's very, very early in the season. We'll talk about like the critics awards here in a little bit, but I honestly felt like uh, 
I don't feel like she'll win a lot of, she hasn't won a lot of critic stuff yet. Well, they just started. <laughs> but still, like, you think she would have won, like, you know, like, what was the one you were sending me that, like, the Atlanta one or something? You know what I mean? Like, the well, the Atlanta one I would have picked Danielle for because she's sure. from Atlanta. <laughs> sure. But, like, the regional ones that she's going to maybe be more focused I still in. think she would do, I think she and Danielle would still do well in the regionals. There's, like, 300 regionals. Right, so right. I, think I mean, it would not surprise me, but I think a lot of the regionals are also just to be like, you know what, Kate Blanchett. Yeah, definitely. And too. I think it's going to, like, I just think that she's going to so far ahead at this point that maybe Michelle would not necessarily win an Oscar, but we'll see. And I have a first screenplay here. I guess we'll see. And then for animated feature, Joyce, that's all we can predict so far in our uh, our prediction center. I have uh, Pinocchio, Turning Red, Marcel the Shell, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, and My Father's Dragon. I have the same. So strange world is like high in the odds this is how you know people haven't really updated it in a while i'd say because not only did that movie flop no fault of its own perhaps but because it, it was buried by disney no one seems to really be talking about it but everything i've read about puss in boots the last wish has made it sound like it's citizen king um people really like uh puss in boots <laughs> like what the hell i don't know and i mean i mean you know uh Miss Flo did more promo for that than Don't Worry Darling. Matt <laughs> uh, um, Maloney yeah, on his Twitter feed was like, best picture, Puss in Boots. And I don't think he was joking. No. I I have that in third behind Pinocchio turning red and uh, yeah. I do so. also. I, I, I'm not a, I was almost going to not have Marcel the Shell in there because while it's won a couple of like high profile uh, critical prizes, it still doesn't feel to me like an animated movie that people no it, it's definitely like a, a film twitter movie yes um i think it could get right. in the glows but i don't have it in at the oscars right i think i might have it in the oscars but i'm not confident in it at the oscars let me see i do have it in at the oscars um but i i do not have it in there i have I also have apollo I have. 10 and a half in at the oscars mm, i don't even know what i have in there let me see well um, i have turning red i mean i have pinocchio turning red puts in boots and i have marcel and apollo Oh, I have uh, Wendell and Wilde and sure. The Bad Guys. I don't know why. I've heard The Bad Guys is really good. I actually might put that in. Um, yeah, that's. I think that's why I did it. But like, I'm just like, sure. <laughs> um, so there you go, Joyce. Those are the Golden Globe. What what a, what a list of nominees that would be. So we're pretty like kind of on the same page as usual uh, with the consensus also. Yeah, um, I'm just hoping for a lot of shockers. And what would be a shocker for you? What would be the biggest shocker? I don't know. I mean, I don't want like a music type shocker, but maybe just like 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 a Mark Rylance Bones and All nomination would be cool. Uh, that would be great. Um, maybe like Margot Robbie for Amsterdam. Remember when you were predicting Amsterdam? Yes. I had it here, I think, in the Globes. I don't think I ever had it at Oscars. Did I? I don't think so. I I think you had Christian in at SAG. I did have Christian in at SAG. Hell yeah. Uh, I don't think I have him in now. Let me look. I haven't looked at SAG. Um, I would, you know, love, love some Causeway love. Um... Yeah, SAG, I don't have it in. I don't have, I don't have Christian in, sadly, for Christian, I guess. Well, I got to update these SAG ones. My film supporting actors are SAG. You ready? Uh, Jamie Lee, Janelle Monet, Angela Bassett, Claire Foy, and Carrie Condon amazing kind of need to update that 
You should um, replace Angela with, uh, you should all about Eve Angela with Kiki Palmer. I might actually, <laughs> I actually might. Uh, and I might also replace Janelle. I'm not sure if she'll get in there, but we'll see. Um, so that's Golden Globe choice. So uh, we're going to move on to, we've been talking about a little bit. New York Film Critics Circle gave out their awards last week. And now this week we have, what do we have? NBR tomorrow on Thursday? Yeah. So, well, today we're recording this on Wednesday. Wednesday. But so you might be watching this. On Thursday. And then uh, Thursday is NBR, also AFI Top 10. Right. Uh, and then on Sunday is LA. So LA has uh, genderless acting categories. I believe they're doing two winners. I don't get me started. It's <laughs> so I'm, I'm fine with the genderless categories, but they're doing two winners seems and two runners up. Why? Not ideal. Just do one. One. Uh, seems not ideal. Uh, but for New York Film Critics, we talked about this. The uh, winner was Tar. For best picture, I feel like um, we were I, pretty on point with our uh, speculative predictions last week. I think so. I heard from a a, a, fe- a friend who's in the group a voter was, uh, uh, was like, "Oh, you're a little more on target than some of the other ones we read." This was before they voted, uh, or it seemed like we were. Uh, so, Tar won best film, Cape Blanchett best actress, uh, Colin Farrell, um, Kiki Kwan, Kiki Palmer. The acting winners and then ss roger mooley for best director yes um and then what else was there oh top gun cinematography great win so people were like kind of uh, like oh Banshee's what a surprise yeah and like it's a front runner in the category we all think it's gonna do really well at the oscars like of course it won yeah i i don't know i guess they maybe people think it's like critics are too cool for it i don't know i don't know i'm like get get like start following some of the new york film critics people on twitter they're uh, pretty <laughs> basic in a lot of their tastes um yeah the so like we said there's not a lot here from an oscar standpoint and they rubber stamped like basically three-fourths of what are potentially the oscar winners um yeah <laughs> oh. all like yeah i mean key want winning like we don't they should just do supporting actor first like right away <laughs> like <laughs> like before jenny kimmel's monologue <laughs> he seems like the steamroller of the season yeah he's gonna be a steamroller totally fine we'll just have our fun right now figuring out the other four nominees but then after nominations they'll just like we're never gonna talk about the category again no and um uh kate uh expect and win really definitely expected from the critics there and i also think that just like in general i feel like she's like we've said like she's the front runner for a reason it's great performance and i could just see her very easily going through the whole season winning yeah, I mean, she she's definitely gonna do well with the high brow critics. I don't know if she'll take LA too. They might want to do something different, but they also have two winners now, so she could just be one of the two winners. Um, mm-hmm. And then Colin, we also said like, you know, this like he would be the high brow critics pick too, because uh, Elvis and the whale are not really those types. Correct. And <laughs> I still think I still have uh, Austin Butler winning at the Oscars. I don't think Same. it's out of bounds to have Colin winning at the Oscars. No, he has a definite <laughs> path there. Um, yes. Like he has like the Olivia Coleman path there. Yes. So. And then um, uh, Kiki Palmer, which is the, like you said, the dart throw uh, left field. Let's get her to the dinner and it'll make just different winners everywhere in supporting actress, please. Um, but I do think she can get in. I, I'm not ready to put her in. And like we said, there's no New York film critic circle has no bearing on the Oscar race because they're not Oscar voters. Um, but it is helpful to have a 
moment where you're winning something. And so having that um, visibility, it's uh, a prestigious award. And the thing I like, the reason I was like, not this, a little disappointed, but not the most disappointed is that I feel like a lot of these, they should be, it'd be great if they were elevating some of the not expected, you know, it's tough. I guess you want to, you want to honor the best, but also like, shouldn't the group or should any of these groups be like highlighting things that are like not obvious to the general public maybe right so like Kate Blanchett winning is great because she's the best performance but would it have been better to see somebody else win when you know Kate Blanchett is like gonna win a million things so like I love seeing Kiki Palmer win because of that because I'm like oh that's a great performance that people maybe had forgotten about or weren't considering seriously and now maybe they will because she won um I think that's also just like a nature of their categories too like I like personally when I vote for things like this like I just vote for what I think was the best and sometimes that that might just be the front runner right Um, and it's true yeah no so like you know that's the way it goes like I like I understand the desire to elevate and support an underdog too but if I if that wasn't my favorite I didn't think that was the best I'm not sure that I mean but you know to each his own Right. And I do think like support they 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 took the longest mm-hmm. amount of time in between categories for supporting actress because they go through rounds. Right. So I feel like there was a lot of discussion. I'm sure there was. I don't. I, I'm not even heard whispered who uh, who is a. Potential they don't announce runner ups like a lot of these other. Places. No, but people know because people are talking and they're not supposed to be and blah blah yeah. blah. Uh, I what, did the one thing I did move was SS Rajamoulian for director. I mentioned this earlier briefly. I just am like, man, that movie variance is getting it out there they're showing it they're doing a great job screening it and he's like very much involved in like q a's and like talking about the movie and his tastes are so mainstream hollywood that i think the director's branch would really appreciate him you know like all like who like the director's branch is filled with people who he is like influenced by in rrr pretty much it's a big like a mel- amalgam of different movies thrown together with uh, his sensibility and obviously like it makes it that's what makes it fresh but it is very much indebted to like a lot of the movies that ss rajamouli had on his uh satin sound ballot like braveheart and django unchained and all these different things i could i really could see him getting in i I know it maybe is insane but i really could see him getting in at the oscars um i feel like i would probably predict the movie first before him I mean, I could see that too, but I thought it would be, see, I was thinking that he'd have a better shot in a smaller branch. The movie you're relying, I mean, it could be like very, a number one pick for enough people that it gets in on passion, but I'm like, well, enough people in the Academy have watched it, but I feel like the director's branch, like I saw a Q and a that he did with like Mary Heron, who is like, not the target audience you would think for RRR. And she was like blown away by it. No, but like, I, I also think because it is a hard 10 that we are, just gonna if, if we have trouble filling out the 10 slots like we're gonna see more and more some films that may just get into picture in one other category like I could just see it getting into um picture and song right you know so and I I, I do feel like the director's branch is just a like too idiosyncratic for him maybe and there's other options there if they want to deviate from like the mainstream picks too so um but i could also just see like this could just be like 
you know a critics like new york certainly and it's like if he's ever going to win anywhere it'd be new york because like that group loved uh the movie i would also feel better about it if the movie were actually india's submission to international so that's also kind of why i was like what if that actually plays in his favor specifically because like it would be an easy like it would be an easy international feature nominee right if it was there and that would be a great way to like honor him and the movie and get at the oscars and the academy would feel like great about having this cool movie that people liked uh there but i'm like without it being eligible in the international feature category then does it like are they looking for other spots to to predict it and like honor it and does like he get in as a director nominee under a lot of uh again it's a smaller branch right how many people are in the director's branch like 120 not that many i don't know i don't know how many they added last year so i'm like it's not that many and if he's like a number one choice for a lot of people you know what i mean like it's like he could have a strong passion vote and he could just get in even with like and it's like a less of a less of a a reach for him because it's not the whole academy voting i don't know i'm not convinced i just i just feel like there are other people like ahead of him for directing certainly i I wouldn't be surprised if he like gets in but i would predict other people before him. certainly i mean like it's a pretty crowded category like i don't have the only person i'm confident about in that category is spielberg Spielberg. i mean i don't have like i've now moved out chazelle who i think is great but i'm like I wonder how will the branch feel like will the branch want to like backlash against him? I have no idea. I have no idea. I hope not. The Daniels, like we said, I could easily see them just not getting in. Todd Field, like I that's my vibe. It's Spielberg, Daniels, Todd Field, James Cameron in as is Roger Mooley. I could easily see that you like you said, there could be Spielberg and four other people there. Sarah Polly, Damien Giselle. I mean, Martin listen, McDonough. I have five people in there. I don't even know who I have. Oscars, Oscars. I have Stephen, Daniels, Todd, James, and Sarah, and I only feel good about Stephen. So. Right. So we have the same four, and then the switched on the fifth. But I'm literally like, you could go. Steve, I could do Stephen, Sarah, Martin McDonough, Jamie, Damian Chazelle, and like Park Chan Wook or something, and it's a totally different five, except for Stephen, and it all feels very likely, no matter what. Yeah, I had so, I had Park Chan Wook until this morning. Right. So. so I'm like, you could easily make a make a different list here, but for now, that's what I got. Um, anything else of the New York critics choice that you were like, oh, that's interesting. No. Were you no. surprised? As I was surprised a little bit that uh, the Fablemans got just blanked. Um, I think, I mean, I would only expect it to win director for Spielberg. Um, I feel like it probably came close in some categories. I wonder if they would have, I feel like with the runner, it felt like to me it was either going to win director or screenplay. And I would imagine in the final calculus, it was very competitive in both those categories. Yeah, probably. Like, I don't think Michelle Williams was winning. No. Um, But I also, yeah. So like, I think because they don't announce their runners up and that's not to say that like it was the runner up in any of these categories, but I think because we don't know the runners up, we, um, like it's it's easier for you to react either way saying like oh it's flopping right you know or be positive about it like glass half full like oh it could have been the runner-up so but but if it is the runner-up i think that is actually good for it yes on on a preferential ballot because it might not be a lot of people's number ones and no film is going to win on the first round on number ones you can go through multiple rounds but so i can see it's like getting the twos and threes and 
from a best picture standpoint, I do think Fablelands remains incredibly likely to win at the Oscars because of that. I think on a preferential ballot, it would like on a prefer on the first round preferential ballot, I I could see like everything ever having way more number ones. Yes. Than Fablemans, but it's not gonna win on the first round. Right. So then I feel like Fablemans would... A lot of twos and threes. Yes. So Coda style. I, I mean, uh, I think Coda had a lot of ones too. So. Probably. Maybe you're right. Uh so so, so then we have MBR tomorrow and AFI or today. If you're watching this, it's Thursday. It happened maybe already. So we're talking to you from the past. Um yeah, I don't even know what to expect. I feel like it'll be pretty mainstream. A lot of well, these, yeah, like MBR said. loves uh, Warner's, so um, Elvis, Austin. Yep. Um, they're 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 not. I mean, they're not critics. They're just people. I can see Michelle Williams <laughs> winning Best Actress. Yeah, here. I can see Michelle. I can see Fableman's winning here. I can see Michelle Williams. I can see both Michelles uh, winning. Um, I they're Austin. a little bit more like middle brow, like more. I don't know, like mainstream, I guess, and like a little bit more broad. So I could see both Austin and Brendan winning here, either of them. Um, I could see Danielle winning. Kate, I think, I mean, yeah, if Kate's going to steamroll, like she'll just pick this up. I think that'll be a little tell if she does win here. It's just like, no kidding. Um, what about for uh, LA? That's on Sunday with their genderless acting categories and two winners. Who, who do you think the two lead winners and two runners of? Okay, so <laughs> the two lead winners, I think, will be Cape Blanchett and then, like, <laughs> I don't know. I kind of think it'll be, like, Cape Blanchett and Colin Farrell. I don't even know how the voting will work. I could see it being Cape Blanchett and Colin Farrell, but I could also see it being Cape Blanchett and Michelle Yeoh. I'll tell you the four people yeah. I think you would get named in this in the lead performance will be Cain Blanchett, Michelle Yeoh, Colin Farrell, and then like a wild card pick. And maybe like it could be like Mia Goth, right? Or I could see Mia Goth. I could see um Tong Wei. I guess see Paul Tong Mescal. Wei I was thinking too. Yes. Or Paul Mescal. Yeah. I think you could have like the fourth one would be like a wild card, unexpected, unexpected in quotes winner. And then the other three will be like Cain Blanchett, Michelle Yeoh, and Colin Farrell. Okay. So do you think um, do you think people will be voting strategically to um, have two female winners or like a female and male winner? I don't know how corrupt that would be. <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, I can't figure it out. <laughs> they're, like, uh, I think they're doing just two vote. winners. And I'm like, why? Just do I, one winner. <laughs> I think they would vote for their favorites. And I think this year. But I would hope the, they would just vote for their favorites. And I think this year, I hope that too. But like I said, I don't know how corrupt and bad faith they would be. But I think. If they vote for their favorites, then I think this year you'd have two female winners because I think the actresses are much stronger and have much more passion behind them than even like Colin Farrell as an actor. So I think you'd have like Kate Blanchett and Michelle Yeoh would be an easy two winners because I think they're both like beloved. And then like men would be the runners up. At least one man would be a runner up. I think Colin Farrell would have like a good amount of enthusiasm. And then, yeah, like Mia Goth or something like a little wacky. And then for supporting, I- Supporting Kihi Kwan. Kihi Kwan for sure. And like I could see like that being honestly like Kwan and Brian Tyree Henry maybe you know something like that like two that, that would be nice male performers right. and then like because the supporting actresses I think are a little more diffuse and maybe like Stephanie Sue would win here or get a match in here I feel like is possible and I don't know um, what else I mean like who did they oh they gave it to Ariana last year right so that was pretty and I could like I could see like 
truly I could see like Kiki so Palmer. I could see I could see Kiki Kwan and Dolly. Sure. Um Kiki Kwan and Carrie. I don't know about the woman talking woman. I just I don't, don't think at all. Whatever. I think you would have I honestly think Kiki Palmer could be one of the four. But like would they would they really want to pick so many of New York's people? Well, if it's their favorite though, maybe. I mean, I don't think like or or would they just put her into lead like they did to Patty for boyhood? I mean they could, sure. I do think this is a good spot for Stephanie Sue. I don't know. At least a dollar um, for sure. Possibility. Who um Yeah, who? I think Hong Chow I could see getting in here. Maybe. Because even if the movie is not as well received with critics, like she is like almost universally regarded as an incredible actress and a great performance. Remember when they gave it to J Lo for Hustlers? Yeah. Yeah. Who's the J Lo this year? Janelle Monet? Like big, big loud mainstream performance from a singer. But I feel like the J Lo thing was more that just like oh like you have to take her seriously like janelle monet has already been in a best picture winner true so right um yeah i don't know and then for for director i can see park chan winning and decision to leave winning um international yeah um, i can I also, also see todd field winning director picture mm -hmm. um i don't know i could see everything everywhere winning tar um, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I could see everything everywhere winning for sure. I could see Tar, I guess. I'm trying to think what they, I'm like trying to think of like LA film critics or who would be in this group that what they liked. Well, last like, year they also did Drive My Car just like New York. Right. I mean, Tar is like pretty much the consensus critical favorite. So it would be yeah, maybe bad to say. Too. I could see. Banshee's winning screenplay again, just like in New York. Oh my God, remember when they gave it to Small Axe two years ago? Good God. Yes. A TV yes, show. What about, no, they'll never win. Never mind. What? I was going to say Top Gun. <laughs> I mean, people love it, Joyce. Well, they have, I think they have more categories than New York does. Right. Um. So maybe they'll do, what did they give it to Cinematography? I could also see After Sun like winning. After something gets winning like screenplay or something. Um so last year they gave cinematography to Pair of the Dog and they gave it to Small Axe two years ago. <laughs> I could see like Nope getting a screenplay win, maybe from appeal. Um if it doesn't get a Kiki Palmer recognition as a runner up in the supporting actor performance category, excuse me. He won I think he won for get out here. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Um Last year, they gave screenplay to drive my car. So, so that's Sunday. Can't wait. Can't wait to follow the tweets, Joyce. I'll have to unmute everybody. And well, you know, just take a four-hour break when they eat lunch. <laughs> it's, a, it's a living. Uh, so, what's next, Joyce? Last thing we have on here is listener emails. I believe you can email us at slugfest@goldderby.com and please get those emails in because we're going to do a mailbag episode before the end of the year. And I don't want to have to make up the emails and I won't even tell you if I make them up. So I don't want to, but I'll know. I don't want let, to have that guilt. I've done in, in, in my career, I've done a lot of uh, Q and a types of uh, posts and stories and a, 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 a scoop. 
and uh, had to make a lot of questions myself. Yeah, I don't want to, I'm not, not to pull back. The, I'm like, I, I, I'll do it. I'll, I'll lie. Oh yeah, for kids, sure. But I don't want to, I don't want to have to do it. I would love to be honest with you. So slugfest at goldderby.com. Here is uh, Delia who writes, hello. And this is a legitimate email, not lying. Or am I? No, I'm not. It's a real email. Uh, Delia writes, hello. Is Brendan Fraser this year's Michael Keaton or Mickey Rourke? Joyce, the whale comes out on Friday. Uh, we've said there's the logic is that he's the front runner, Brendan Fraser. I talked to Brendan Fraser, Joyce. I did an interview. You did. You, people can go watch it right now. After, right now. After, on this, after this, YouTube. when you're done with yes. this. Yes. You talked to uh, everybody involved in the whale. Everybody. Did Darren Aronofsky yesterday? It was a treat. He he corrected me on where I saw Requiem for a Dream in the theater. I he, think he was right. I'm sure he was. He basically accused me of lying. But I really remember seeing a film for him. But I guess it was the Angelica. But I definitely <laughs> saw it in the theater. Uh, anyway. It was also 22 years ago. So yeah. I'll trust him, though. He made the movie. And he knows. He knows where. Anyway, Delia Wright told us, Brendan Fraser, this is Michael Keener. You, uh, you know, we have said Brendan Fraser has not really won any awards yet well to be fair there hasn't been that many but yes he lost the Vopi cup um at venice to colin farrell where the whale and he, he got like i don't know what was it like a 10 minute standing ovation whatever yeah. i don't know um and then he lost the gender neutral gotham award to danielle deadweiler and he was snubbed by the indie spirits um I, I well neither of us was predicting him for New York so no I didn't expect him to get there but so like that's not a, that's not a demerit for him no um but he lost at the Atlanta ones um yeah who won Atlanta oh Colin won Atlanta right I think that's the only other yes. one that's announced so it's it's, right? it's incredibly early but and it doesn't matter that he has not won any of these in he, he can definitely just take off of the televised awards. Certainly. And I think he would be a very compelling televised winner. And I think, you know, people will like, if he won at the SAG Awards, let's say if that ends up being televised or he wins at the Golden Globes and five people are watching it, uh, you know, he gets up there and is giving an emotional speech. I think people would respond to that emotion. He's much, you know, when you think about the comeback narratives between Ki Kwan and him, rightly, wrongly, they like to, to pair them with each other because they both have that similar comeback narrative vibe. Uh, Ki Kwan is like blowing up rooms, right? Like he goes in and, and people are like so excited to hear him speak and see him and like talk to him. And like, he's a part of the fabric of a lot of people's childhood. And Brendan Fraser uh, is not in that same level. Like, I mean, like no offense to the past performance that he gave, but it's no, not like he was I, in Indiana Jones and Goonies. Yeah, like I, I think Ki Kwan has the timeless classics in That's his it. resume there you go and i think the nostalgia for brendan's films um it, it's mostly concentrated uh with people of my generation old millennials yes it's the phantom menace effect joyce and um so i don't know if like the academy or industry at large has the same nostalgia for George of the Jungle and the Mummy and Encino Man and all this and Airheads, um, and Bedazzled, Blast from the Past, all these right. all these films from his repertoire. Now, and I think like I I think so like the comeback narrative that they both have. I think it's also predicated a lot on like 
not just your work I think I think the work is separate so like whatever forget about their movies and performances but I think it's just like you like the persona too and I think there's more of like an attachment in a way to Goonies and Indiana Jones yeah certainly I mean yeah it's no fault of you know what I mean like I think that's why that narrative has been you know better and they're also different performances in different movies like the whale is a very very serious drama and like everything ever is like a fun you know at times goofy movie even though there is like depth and drama to it as well like it is yeah. like they're fu- there's like a dildo fight or whatever right a butt plugs right what do they got like all kinds of, he's there's a fanny pack that he's fighting with you know it's like yes um and also i think in kihi kwan's favor is that he's i feel like the narrative is secondary to everything else that he has in like he has like a, a perfect profile basically because he does have a, a narrative but I think that's secondary to the performance the love for the his performance and the love right. for the film like he's in a top best picture contender and I think most people would agree that the whale is not a top best picture contender um you know they're still we're we're two days out from the movie hitting theaters and they never released another trailer with new footage <laughs> yes we still got the 80 second trailer um and they've um, been really stingy i think or not stingy maybe it's not like the not the right word but i know a24 has sent out like screener packages and it's not been a part of it yet i think they were they've only like sent out movies that have been released um right. but but if if you if you watch uh brendan's uh cbs sunday morning interview from this past weekend there's more there are actual scenes that they intersperse into the segment. Um, so you could go watch that if you want footage from the whale before Friday. Right. Um, and so like the the Keaton and Roar comparison, I think, you know, tracks like obviously if he does end up losing the Oscar. Right. You know, and I think, I mean, and, and in those cases, like the wrestler was not nominated for picture. It just got acting nominations mm-hmm. for him and Marissa Tomei. And then Keaton lost for best picture winner. And then they they both lost to uh, biopic performances, right? So, so <laughs> perhaps Austin Butler then is the answer. Yeah, and I I think like Elvis is stronger overall. So I, I think I, that's I true. Do think like it it could turn out that way that it just he just doesn't yeah. I, I mean, I think he's like, if I had to say right now, I, I mean, it would be one of the biggest shocks of my life if he wasn't nominated. He's he's going in. Like, it would be a ridiculous shock that I think no one would even, ex- I, even people who don't like the movie would not expect, right? Like, I mean, I feel like. The year is so weak for that category. It's so weak. And we'll it's get like, it, but like, we're talking about winning and right. I think everyone has had him winning since right. like, it's been announced that it's coming out this year. Right um the whale so i don't know but yeah like he he could just be a televised sweeper like that can still happen for him but um i i do think like he the the whale would need to hit bigger than it seems to be i don't i don't have i have no idea how it's going to do this week (laughs) no clue (laughs) No idea. I mean, I don't think very well. No offense to the movie. None of these movies are doing well. So I think it's not going to be like a big barn burner. But um, yeah, I guess we'll see. I, I, 
I think he'll get in. I don't know if he'll win. I just don't. I like we said. I think the other two movies having be being stronger, best picture not winner, best picture contenders is a big factor in this. And yeah, um, Jeff Bridges is the last one to win best actor without a best picture nominee. And I also think the reason, like, to just double finish up on the comeback thing, like, if he was the only comeback story this year, uh. I think it would have been a lot easier for that narrative to really hold on to that narrative. And like by having another comeback narrative, which is the more compelling or enjoyable narrative because of the affinity that people have for a temple of doom and Goonies and the 30 years that he, Akihi Kwan did not work as an actor. um, I just think that is like sort of edges out the Brendan Fraser narrative. I guess we'll see. Joyce, so we're going to wrap up here and then come back and do our Golden Globes TV picks. Can't wait. That'll be about like 20 minutes, maybe. We'll just burn through it. No, maybe a little longer. I, I did not look them for like three months. I don't know. So uh, looking forward to that. And uh, we'll be back next week with more. But I'll talk to you then. Anyways, bye. For all things Hollywood competition and award season, head to goldderby.com and follow us on social media at Gold Derby. Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer a hand clapper a high fiver I kind of like the high five but if you want to hone in on those winning moves check out Chumba Casino at ChumbaCasino.com choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes there are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses so don't wait start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com no purchase necessary VTW void prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus